Oh, you know what that song means, Browns fans. Victory Monday for the Cleveland Browns. Sixth win of the year. They improved to 6-3. and three. It was ugly. It was nasty. But the Browns pulled out a 10-7 win on the Houston Texans on a, a ferociously brutal weather day on the shores of Lake Erie. Welcome to the Doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns. Andy McNamara alongside Matt Florjancic. Oh boy, Matt, that was some old school football, baby. But hey, I'll take the W any way we can get it. How you doing? Hey, it doesn't matter what it looks like as long as you have one more point than the opponent at the end of the day. That's all that matters. And oh. I was very happy to see him get a win yesterday. So I'm doing pretty well today. Oh, man. Well, you know, I heard some belly aching, Matt, on Twitter about the Ravens. Oh, the weather's bad in New England. Shut up. You know what? You lost. You lost and your quarterback sucks. New- how many times has New England played through a blizzard in their MVP quarterback back in the day? Thank you. Did just fine. Yep. And guess what? Cam Newton, who is a shell of his former self, in collection with the rest of the game plan, won. They won. Okay? So everybody plays in the same weather, and Lamar Jackson lost. And the continued expose. Now, if you just look at the stats, and we'll get to the breath, but I, I'm, I got into a Twitter debate just before we got on, Matt, so I'm a little hot. All right? A little hot. <laughs> but, all right? So, so Lamar, oh, you got two touchdowns. When do these happen? When do these occur? Does it happen to win the game? An example, Baker Mayfield threw zero touchdowns, but he got a key 18-yard completion to keep the chains moving and get the ball back into the running back's hands. Clutch. When does it happen? And Lamar Jackson is a fraud. I've said it from the beginning, and that's the MVP you want. I'll take Baker Mayfield. I don't care about the MVP. He's got as many uh, playoff wins as Baker Mayfield. Zip. I'll take Baker and a whole bunch of other quarterbacks before Lamar any day. All right, I'm done. <laughs> Sorry. How'd it get no, that you're not. You're just getting warmed <laughs> up. <laughs> oh, it gets me fired up. The guy, the guy's a, a fraud quarterback. Anyway, who cares? You know what? Ravens lost. That's an extra cherry on the cake. We got the same record, but Ravens on the tiebreaker right now because of the opening day victory, of course. But Matt, boy, man, like, okay, I, I, I'm, and, and we, I think, got the Cleveland weather north of the border last night because from 8 o'clock in the evening till 4.30 in the morning, our power was out. I know our good friends Kelly and Donnie in Ohio and St. Clairsville, they had their power in and out uh, during the game. Um, that was some pretty brutal weather. Yeah, it was. The winds were pretty violent. Um, I think it was Joel Batonio who compared it to a feeling like he was in a Category 1 hurricane yesterday just because <laughs> of how hard the gusts were. I mean, there were uh, driving around my neighborhood this morning, there were down trees. Uh, I lost my mailbox. You know, there there were branches everywhere. You know, just it was a pretty vicious storm. So to be able to play through that um, and handle all the stuff that came with it, the weather delay before the game, having two potential, you know, COVID outbreaks to worry about, one with Baker Mayfield, you know, being a close contact, and then one with Chris Hubbard testing positive. The Browns had a lot to deal with last week, but it was a good, good victory because they fought through all the adversity. And that's what you're going to have to do to become a good team. If you're going to sit there and be thrown off your game every time something bad happens, you're not going to go anywhere because the NFL, life in the NFL, life in general, uh, bad things are going to happen. And mm-hmm. it's about how you adjust. 
Well, and that's it. And as we're recording, we're waiting to hear uh, apparently a Browns player tested positive for COVID this morning. So we'll make sure that, uh, you know, we update you at Matt Fleur-Jancic on Twitter at AndyMC81 when we find out who that is. Hopefully nothing, uh, nothing too serious. They're doing contract tracing, uh, contact tracing and all that good stuff uh, as we go on. But Matt, when we look at this, Nick Chubb back, Wyatt Teller back, Kareem Hunt looked like a man possessed. Like the amount of like hurdles he was doing, like just past scrimmage to go. It was amazing. And it was the discipline and the game the game plan that Kevin Stefanski implemented and has evolved with, and he's not perfect, but he learns from his mistakes, Matt. Like it sounds so simple, but the way this guy adjusts is egoless and isn't like, wow, my offense is to throw the ball. No, the guy does what has to be done. Like, honestly, he's, he keeps impressing me week in and week out. I will say this about Kevin Stefanski. A year ago, I didn't want him to be the new coach. No. After what we went through in 2019, I was begging for the Browns to make a decision and just go get their guy. Yeah. Whether I liked them or not, just go get their guy. And they did. And he's actually been what I've been hoping for for this team since I started working with the team in mm-hmm. 2009. Yeah. A coach that could come in and work with the talent that's there. Not pull a Mangini mm-hmm. and not have, I need my guys. I need my kind of guys. I need my guys to run my system. You know, just that total arrogance that he's the, he's the only one that knows how to play this game or coach this game, and his way is the best way. Well, that's not the case. The smartest coaches are the ones that take what they got and they work with the guys that they have. Yeah, that's it. And Kevin Stefanski is one of those guys that seems like he's willing to work with whatever he has to make it the best it can be. And you've got to respect that because that's not easy. No, no, it, it's not. And especially when you're implementing a new system uh, during COVID and not the whole practice stuff, Matt, right off the bat, I know we do our game balls at the end, but Nick Chubb, come on. Like Kareem Hunt, I think was the better back, had the better overall day. But the selflessness, the awareness of, of of Nick Chubb, who was told beforehand, hey, you know what, like, if you get a first down, get down, run out the clock. But to step out of bounds, when his teammates were joking, like, Miles getting Sheldon Richardson were like, man, I would have taken the TD. I, I would have gone with that. The selflessness. Even Kareem Hunt said he would have, yeah. <laughs> right? Like, like, for Nick Chubb, who is so blatantly does not care, does not have an ego, does not care about stats, like, Matt, if I'm the Haslam's, get that dude up to the office. Give him a 10-year extension because you know he's going to play every down, every game, as hard as if he was making no money. What a star person, athlete, and representative of this franchise. Unbelievable. Admittedly, I've been a fan of Nick Chubb for a long time, and I will you know, continue to beat that drum, so to speak. I've never seen a kid work harder that had less to earn in training camp than Nick Chubb. Mm-hmm. He knew he was going to be a starter in 2019. And that young man worked like he was the 53rd guy just trying to hang on to a roster spot. Wow. That's the kind of guy you need. Yeah. And I was watching the game yesterday with my dad. And it was funny because he's like, why do you step out of bounds? Well, said, I said, because now all they need to do is kneel down and the game's over. Like, so they smart. learned from watching Penn State blow it against Indiana 
and then what the Falcons did a couple of weeks ago, seeing is scoring that what seemingly is a garbage touchdown only to have it come back and bite you in the tail. He was incredibly smart and self-aware and he got as close to the goal line as you can get without getting in, <laughs> but he, he held up at the right time. He, he was kind of mad at himself too. After the game, he said, man, I should have, I, I should have uh, stayed in bounds and just taken a knee. And I'm like, the hell with it, man. It didn't matter. No, <laughs> you, know, you didn't need to burn any more clock because we had, they had no, no way of stopping the clock. So it just tells you that, you know, his field awareness and his self-awareness is, is next level. I mean, he's just a guy that's going to go out there and do what's best for the team, regardless of if it makes his stat line look pretty yeah. or not. Yeah, it, it, it's so true. And Kevin Stefanski said when he gave the message, he said Nick Chubb's reply was, yes, sir. Like, come on, man. That guy, like, yes. old, old school class for Nick Chubb. Like, I, I, I know running backs, you can, people say you can – Draw, you know, dime a dozen, you can plug him in. Once in a while, there's a real special one. And Nick Chubb is one of those special guys. And I hope they, they treat him right and that they lock him down. Because, uh, again, th- th- this guy will play as hard as anyone. 19 carries for Chubb and Hunt, Matt. Love the split. Baker had only throw it 20 times. Not necessarily because they wanted to. Like Stefanski said, after some parts in warm-up, they couldn't throw the ball more than 10 yards without the wind swirling it around. So it was it was certainly a run-first right. day. And when you look at who the Texans had on the other side, Duke Johnson, uh, that advantage was all Cleveland. Yeah, they did a a really good job to play to their strengths. Take the passes when they're there. Don't try to force it when they're not. If this was last year and we had those kind of wins, I I would almost be willing to lay down a good amount of money that we would have thrown it 45 times. Yep. Trying yeah. to to prove the conventional wisdom wrong. Mm-hmm. No doubt, because you had another stubborn me first type of head coach, right? And and Stefanski's not that. Chubb isn't that. Just the perfect pairing. Um, defense. Miles Garrett was a terror again. I, they only gave him a half sack. I thought I thought Matt he should have had credit for at least one and a half. I thought that other one. Um, I thought he had at least one more. In there, but in any case, half a sack, two and a half uh, tackles for loss. Just an absolute tear. Sheldon Richardson, nice one. Larry Ogunjobi got in on one, too. Good to see him get his first part sack of the year. And it was it was a, a an effort where the defense, I thought, improved. And maybe it helped because they were pretty much one-dimensional because of the weather. But the defense overall looked refreshed. Yeah, and they will look healthy. That, yeah, that was a yeah, big key. Yeah. The, the, you see what they the, what they might be able to do when they have anywhere close to a full complement of guys. Oh yeah. Uh, by the way, Matt, just got to uh, uh, shout this out: Jake Trotter, uh, or Trotter rather, of um, ESPN, who covers the Browns, uh, listed the updated QB ratings, so quarterback ratings for the season. Uh, Baker Mayfield ranked 14th in the NFL. Uh, Lamar Jackson 19th. What's up? What's up? How about that? Huh? Anyway, I just thought I'd have to throw that in. That, that as just much of out. a fan as I am of Nick Chubb, I think you're just as much of a hater on <laughs> quarterbacks who you make their living running the ball. Oh, I can't stand <laughs> it. I can't. Yeah, okay, okay, so here's the difference. When we look at guys like, let's say, Kyler Murray, who came out of college also like, you know, little spider monkey zippy. Oh, by the way, that, that last second pass to DeAndre Hopkins, ridiculous. Ridiculous. The difference is Kyler Murray can throw the damn ball. Right, he might be five feet tall, but the dude somehow can throw the ball a long way and throw it accurately. That's the difference. That's what Lamar Jackson cannot do. 
That's why he's a fake you just quarterback. Gave Kyler Murray a compliment. I know, my friend. Isn't this that crazy? one is getting archived <laughs> and remembered. I know this may never happen oh. again, <laughs> dude. Like, like, like to see the end of that Bills Cardinals game when it looked like Stephon Diggs made a sensational catch, Josh Allen, and then they pull that Houdini in triple coverage to DeAndre Hopkins. Like, you just, you, you know. You, you can't help but tip the cap and give a standing ovation. That was uh, incredible, that finish to the ballgame. Wow. Yeah, you think Deshaun Watson re- hates Bill <laughs> O'Brien's decision <laughs> to trade that young man? Yep. <laughs> and yep. got him a running back who can't run? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. That's it. And who is now you on the IR. gave up an all-pro for a guy who had a couple good years and has been injury-riddled ever since. Oh, that is correct. Wow. That is correct. Uh, that's why Bill O'Brien is now fired. That's why will... Bill O'Brien no longer has an important yeah. in the NFL. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he'll probably end up back with the Patriots. You know, they, they all they all go back to Uncle Uncle Bill, Bill Belichick. So, uh, but when we look at the rest of of this game, Matt, and and for the Browns, uh, the, like we said, the way the defense did, hey, Cody Parkey, you know, did what he had to do, right? Kicking in those wins, uh, uh, Kaimi Fairbairn missed his field goal. Cody got his, got the extra point. Did what you had to do. That's all we want out of the kicker. We don't want theatrics. We don't want question marks. It, it's it's feeling a little bit more comfortable. And in that weather, like uh, he's not getting my game ball. Uh, but but uh, again, another another tip of the cap to Cody Parkey. That was in he did what he had to do, and that's all you want out of special teams. Don't hurt you. Yeah, specialists are there to be seen and not heard from, and mm-hmm. and not negatively affect the game <laughs> yeah yeah that, that, that's it and, and Matt, you know if what they too? can do those things that's that's a good special teamer absolutely absolutely and on the running side i think because you know he's not, not going to pop up on the stat line but fullback andy janovich um i thought was was a, a special in the way he was able to clear wyatt teller was right back to the mauler that we we know and expect like matt this next game the browns third straight game in Cleveland against Philadelphia, I don't know what the weather's going to be, but the way the Eagles look, you just keep with this formula and make a team. Because, Matt, what we saw, like Nick Chubb, it was, it was sort of like grinding it out, shaking off the rust. Then you finally bust through. You wear them down. And the discipline of Stefanski to stick with that, uh, as long as you don't get down too much and you don't have to play catch-up, right? That's the that's the other part of it. But um, j- right. j- j- just the blocking. Um, Austin Hooper, I thought, uh, underrated for a couple blocks he threw as well. Like, it was just a great team effort on a nasty day. Yeah, and the weather forecast doesn't look much better for next week. 57 and a 60% chance of rain. Oh, man. Um, not, not the greatest look, but, hey, the Browns, proves it to themselves more importantly than anybody else hey it may not be pretty but then we can go win in bad weather you go take it you go people don't care how the steelers this, win people this is a game the that win. the browns of the last 10 years would have lost yep and the one that they lost just before their bye to the raiders pretty much the same situation right, right? And, and so that showed... means they're learning yes isn't that rare <laughs> isn't that fun to say like yeah they're learning they're actually learning. They're developing. They're growing. Like, that's shocking for us. And you think of it now, the Eagles, while they are no doubt a train wreck, still are getting healthier. Still, you can't take them for granted. They still have a decent defense. They still have weapons that can get you. So you got to rattle Carson Wentz. Because um, after that, Matt, you got the Jags, 
who are are a little, you know, they're 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 a little zippy team. They can, you know, there's no looking at the rest of the schedule. There's really no easy, super easy out because like the Jets, I know stink. But if we get if they're winless at the last game, second last week of the season, we know that story. That team's going to be desperate to not go 0-16. Yes. We've written it. <laughs> we wrote that. So I hope, like, then, by then they at least squeezed out one and then can mail it in. The Giants keep getting better. You got the Titans and Ravens. You know, you can't discount them. And then the um, Steelers to end the year. So at 6-3, and three, you got to take care of business the next two weeks with the Eagles and Jags. If you're 8-3, and three, then you look the rest of the way. It's um, Your path to the playoff is there. But it's tight, Matt. Like, there are, like, five, six, and three teams. Yeah, it's going to be a grind to get in, but that's the beauty of it. You did what you were supposed to do throughout much of the first half of the season to set you up in a position where the second half would be a very meaningful game. Yes. Meaningful games week in and week out. Yeah. That's all you there. can ask for out of a team under a first-year coach that had no offseason, that had barely any training camp, no preseason games to speak of. Mm-hmm. You, that's all you can ask is to be to be ready and to be in a position where you can make a run. Exactly. And got to give a shout out. Thanks to our guys at Zabo Apparel, S-Z-A-B-O Apparel.com. And on Twitter, uh, at the same handle there. Uh, at Zabo Apparel. Again, S-Z-A-B-O Apparel. See how I say the Z instead of Z? Candidates, the Z, Matt. I go Z, right? I got it. <laughs> I got it. I got it down. Yeah, now if we could, if we can just work on how you say pasta, we'd be all pasta. <laughs> That's right. And, <laughs> and a boot. Boot and a boot, yeah. Um, but our guys at Zabo Apparel sent us the sweet Danger Zone shirt. Like, Matt, the, the shirt is cool. It has, like, the Army look, the, the Baker Mayfield, the Danger Zone. But the comfort, like, I, I, I haven't worn a more comfortable, like, soft T-shirt in a while. Like, that is a sweet-looking shirt and feeling shirt. And I got the hoodie. I wore it today in the swirling winds with the clee on the front. Uh, just really comfortable attire. Yeah, super, super comfortable, super soft. Just a, a great look, too. And it was perfect yeah. that when we got it because it was right in time for Veterans Day down here, yes. which is referred to as Remembrance Day up by you. Um, just a, a perfect, perfect timing for that. Exactly. Uh, Matt, now I gave my game ball at the start with Nick Chubb. Uh, did you give your game ball? I forget. Or do you still have to give yours out? I did not. I okay. still have to give mine. Okay, who do you got? I really wanted to give it to Nick Chubb because he had, uh, you know, another good game. But I'm going to stay in the running back position. I'm going to give it to Kareem Hunt because Kareem had um, a really good day uh, up until that 59-yard run. He was the Browns, far and away, the Browns' best rusher. Uh, But I'm going to give it to him because he knew coming back that he was going to have a less less work role or – lesser amount of carries because of Chubb, but he still handled his business like a professional. We're very lucky in the fact that we have two running backs that put the team ahead oh, of themselves. No doubt. And both went over a hundred yards in the game. First time that happened since 1966 with Leroy Kelly and Ernie Green. So a bit surprising, Matt, like I, I would have thought like the Ernest Biner combo because they both went over the thousand yards the one year you know you, you, you figure that would have happened there in the 80s but no all the way back to 1966 and now Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt so we we got two pretty special backs as we look ahead to the Eagles and we'll have that show for you on Saturday 
That sounds good, man. The Browns are blessed. They have done some very bad moves over the last 20 years. Yeah. But <laughs> bringing in the likes of Nick Chubb through the draft and then taking a flyer on a guy who had a bit of a history coming in in Kareem Hunt and helping him through his issues and giving him another chance has really benefited this program. Yeah, it's been absolutely incredible. So, uh, folks, hey, send us your game ball on Twitter at AndyMC81, at Matt Fleurjancic, and uh, we will see you on Saturday to preview Browns-Eagles. See if the Browns can get to 7-3, and three, but this will put a bow on Victory Monday. Celebrate it, enjoy it. Browns win it 10-7 to seven over the Houston Texans. We'll chat Saturday, buddy. Sounds good, Andy. Have a good rest of your week, buddy. All right, you too. There you go. That's Matt Florjancic. I'm Andy McNamara. You've been listening to The Doghouse, your inside look at the Cleveland Browns on SB Nation Dogs by Nature.